So the first thing we're going to do tonight is we can do this slide up here. This is going to be our meditation tonight. If, when you hear of meditating, if you think of like wax on, wax off, like Karate Kid or something, uh, meditating gets used in a lot of religions. But Christian meditation, as opposed to some other types of meditation, it's not about just emptying your mind or emptying yourself out. Christian meditation is about letting go of all this other stuff so you can be filled up with Jesus, right? So you want to have a pure encounter with Jesus where you're not distracted, but you're focused, right? So there's a lot of different ways to meditate. What we're going to do today, the like fancy way to say it is identity and implications. Uh, I almost, the first time I wrote this, I actually wrote partridge in a pear tree meditation. I thought it was too silly maybe for our first one. But uh, the song, you know, about the 12 days of Christmas, everybody remembers the first gift, right? If you ask them like, what's the day 11 gift? People get, I mean, somebody knows it probably, but like, I don't know what the day 11 gift is. Uh, but everybody remembers the first one, right? And that's because you say the first one over and over and over and over with the song, but you only say the 11th one twice, right? So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to read a very short, like a half of a verse that gives us an identity statement about God. And all through the Bible, you'll find these identity statements. They're really important. Anytime you see the Bible saying like God is, or Jesus is, or Jesus himself saying something like I am, like those are really important moments. The identity of God is really what everything else in all creation is built off of. So whenever there's an identity statement about God, you can zoom in on that and make that kind of your partridge in a pear tree. Like you want to come back over and over and over to the identity statement. But then you can branch out with some of these passages and look at the implications. Especially in the epistles, a lot of times, it will tell us something about Jesus or something about God. And then the verses after it will be about like, what are the implications? Like, what does it matter that God is that or that Jesus is that? So when we do this identity and implication meditating, you want to find a verse in the Bible that gives you the identity of God. And then you're going to stair step over and over back further. Or you're going to like read the verse about God's identity. Then you're going to pause and meditate on it. Then you're going to read the verse about God's identity and the next verse and pause and meditate. Then you're going to read the verse about identity and the next verse and the next verse and then pause and meditate. Then you're going to read the verse about identity and the next verse and the next verse and the next verse and pause and meditate. So it's kind of like that song, right? So you're going to wind up hearing that identity verse a lot of times, whereas the other verses you'll hear some, right? And the other verses are telling you like, here's what that matters for us as Christians. But the thing you really want to get deep in your heart is who is God or who is Jesus? So you're hearing this, you're like, maybe it doesn't make sense, right? We're going to up it a little further too of tonight's passage is going to talk specifically about light. And so we're going to have this candle and I like to do candles when I'm meditating anyways, because it helps me come back to focus but especially if your identity statement has something that you can somehow represent in a way that you can touch or feel or smell, like then you want to do that, right? If, G if you're reading about like Jesus saying, I'm the bread of life, then it doesn't hurt to have bread like baking in the oven or to be eating bread 
whatever the best bread is you could find, right? Whether it's Sara Lee or something that Tony Spradling made, like, but it doesn't hurt, right? To experience something as you're meditating, like it'll help, it'll help you focus, right? So when we're doing all this stuff, it's like stacking the most you can, right? So what we're going to do is only going to take about 10 minutes, but it's probably going to feel different than how you've spent 10 minutes with Jesus in your own kitchen recently, right? But this isn't, something you couldn't recreate on your own, right? You find an identity verse, you find a physical object that kind of represents it, you get that object in front of you, you read the verse, you pause. You read the verse and the next verse and pause. You read the verse and the next two verses and pause, right? So that's what we're gonna do together. You don't need a Bible in front of you. I'm gonna read it for us. Uh, we will, after, after we do this passage, I'll take us through the passage in writing if you guys wanna see it. But sometimes we're really used to reading off the page. And tonight, just for difference sake, just spend the time trying to focus in on the light and trying to listen, right? So um, last piece of advice before we pray and do this time is I know you and all of us, like we're distractible. Our attention span is like worse than a goldfish, right? Because we have cell phones. So you're going to get distracted about like, I can't believe that relative said that the day after Christmas or whatever. Like weird stuff is going to come into your head. Every time you get distracted, don't beat yourself up and waste more time and don't think about what you should have said to that relative or whatever, you know, like instead just look back at the candle and it's a chance to return to Jesus, right? Like we can't spend every moment perfectly in tune with Jesus, a lot of times the best we can do is keep returning to Jesus, right? So if you get distracted a thousand times, heard this from another pastor, if you get distracted a thousand times while you're trying to pray, like it's a thousand chances to come back to Jesus, right? So just keep looking at the candle, trying to focus in on who is God and what's the implication? Like, what does that mean for me, right? Um, So let me light this. Chuck is going to get the lights for us. Jesus, I pray that you would be with us, that you would reveal yourself to us. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. 
God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. God is light. In him is, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us.
Let's pray. God, you are light, and in you there is no darkness at all. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we did that. I don't know how long of an experience that felt for you, if it felt very quick or short. It was about six minutes. It really wasn't that long of a time. We probably all in our house have spent five or 10 minutes with Jesus, but it is a little different doing it this way. I think if all you ever did with Jesus was this, like it might kind of like building a house with a pickaxe, like it might not work out, right? But on some day where you're feeling like you're not close to Jesus, like maybe doing this, even if you only had 10 minutes, like it's a different thing, right? It's a different way to say, like, I really want to focus in on who God is. Or when you're reading the Bible, if an identity statement jumps off the page to you, maybe you think like the next day, like, okay, what could I do to do this partridge in a pear tree or this uh, identity and implication meditation, right? So that was our time with Jesus, a relational building with Jesus. And now we're at like the seven o'clock time period. We're going to do this time where we break into groups here in a moment and, and do some relationship building with each other.